It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked on Cougars, special postcast edition of the show here as we recap BYU season opening 24-16 victory over the University of Arizona. Let's just know some of my thoughts as we look back on the game that was as BYU goes to 1-0 on the season. We'll also get your guys' thoughts. You sounded off on social media and we'll also probably let you hear maybe from the coaches and players in the postgame media sessions as well. So plenty to get to ahead on this special edition. Let's waste no more time and get into it here. This is the postcast as BYU takes down the Wildcats 24-16. What's up, my friends? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. A big thank you once again for joining us on this special postcast edition. If you're listening to this shortly after it posts, it's nearly 3 a.m. here in Utah, uh, 2 a.m. for those of you down there in Las Vegas. But nonetheless, wanted to make sure we got an edition out to you guys. We'll have another uh, more, I guess, what we'll call our Monday edition, hopefully later on, I guess today, because it's already Sunday morning, early Sunday morning, late Saturday night, if you want to technically term it that as we look back on BYU's 24-16 victory. A reminder for you guys to make sure you hit that follow button wherever you're listening in from, and hope you guys are enjoying everything we're bringing to you guys on this podcast. It's an absolute privilege and an honor to do it. And please pardon my voice. Uh, My allergies have caught up with me, and it's affecting my vocal cords a little bit. So if I sound a little bit different, my apologies for that. But nonetheless... Let's talk about it. BYU is 1-0 on the year, folks. They beat Arizona 24-16, and they do it in decent fashion. I thought BYU was going to come out and really, I feel like, blow the doors off the Wildcats, and that was kind of my thought going into the contest. But BYU, they avoid a big upset because the middle part of that game in the third quarter there, after that safety, and then Arizona gets the ball back and go right down and score a touchdown, I think many BYU fans, they get a two-point conversion. Suddenly, it's 21-13. It's a one-possession game, and it got a little nervy at that point. But BYU, to their credit, battled back. They went down the field. Uh, Justin Smith, we'll talk about that here in a moment, hits a 40-yard field goal to give BYU a 24-13 lead. Arizona gets another field goal late to make it the final margin of eight points for the Cougars as they move to 1-0 on the season. Jaron Hall had a decent outing, uh, 18 of 28 overall, 198 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions, also added 36 yards rushing on the ground, so a 200-plus total yard day for him. Tyler Algier, 17 carries, 94 yards, and a touchdown for his efforts on the night, just short of the 100-yard mark. And then Neil Pau, really showing out, folks. Eight receptions, 126 yards, two touchdowns, of course, to the longest 67-yard touchdown as he caught a very nicely thrown ball from Jaron Hall, snagged it out of the air and was off to the races at that point and found himself celebrating in the end zone at the end of it all. But I felt like this was actually a really solid win for BYU, all things considered, folks. I don't think that uh, you want to have a perfect game in your first game. I know that sounds weird because obviously you'd like to go down there and put up 40-plus points and have Jaron Hall go for 350, 400 yards. That'd be great. No doubt about that. But you can improve from game one to game two, and you'll hear a lot of coaches say the most improvement happens between game one and game two because you actually know 
where you need to improve. You've had the chance to prove yourself against an opponent, and you learn from that. I think BYU will learn from what they uh, what they took away from this game. They'll learn from it, but the degree of difficulty gets ratcheted up. You're trying to avoid what will be a 10-game potential losing streak to the University of Utah next Saturday when the Cougars take on the Utah Lavelle Edwards Stadium. It's going to be another late night down there at the Ed. 8.30 p.m. kickoff, but looking forward to it all the same. And I feel like BYU's got a chance. They always have a chance, folks. But I'll just kind of give you a spoiler alert right now. I am not picking BYU to win this game until they prove they can win it. I know that it pisses off some of you guys out there when you hear me say that, but I just, man, there's so many, so many close calls over the years for BYU, and they just have not gotten over the hump. I, I don't know. Call it a lack of faith. Call it what you will. But until BYU proves they can do it, I guess I'm going to just have to be the outlier that's not going to pick the Cougars to do it. Maybe my opinion will change throughout the week as I start to hear more and more about things, but... I'll pass that along to you if my opinion does change. I wanted to highlight two defensive players, actually more than two, but Keenan Peely, folks, 17 total tackles, 10 of them solo, had a big sack and a tackle for loss. He was absolutely stellar tonight. He was all over the field. Number 41 made play after play after play. Ben Bywater starting in place of the injured Max Tooley. I was hearing in the lead up to that game that Max Tooley was very much in doubt to play and Turns out he did not play. I don't recall seeing him on the field. So Ben Bywater steps in and has the other double-digit tackle night. Ten total tackles for him, eight of them solo. Peyton Wilgar finishes with nine tackles, one sack, two tackles for loss. And Chaz Ayu, a really, really fantastic performance for him coming up from his safety spot. He uh, tied Peyton Wilgar for third best with nine total tackles, two of them solo. Also had a pass breakup in the win for the Cougars. And the more important thing for BYU's defense, folks, four sacks. You wanted pressure, BYU brought the pressure. They got after Gunnar Cruz, and they they made life miserable for him. I don't think Gunnar Cruz is necessarily that great of a quarterback. And the interception that he threw to Hayden Livingston is just an absolutely atrocious decision to throw that ball up. And Hayden Livingston just like, okay, I'll take that. Thank you very much. And obviously BYU the benefactor in that regard. And BYU, by the way, if they win the turnover battle, I think Gregor Bell quoted this on Cougar Nation now. Going back to 1972. 86% of the time the BYU wins the turnover battle, they win the game. It's very, very good odds for BYU with a very large sample size going back to 1972, the start of the Lavelle Edwards era. Crazy, crazy stuff. So all in all, I felt like a very solid win for BYU. I felt like the defense did a good job. I know the 83 plays and Gunnar Cruz passing for 340 some odd yards is going to stick in some people's craw, but you held them to 16 points. The defense more than did their job in this game, folks. Very, very impressed with BYU's defense. And I got to tip my cap to Alexa Tuiaki and his, and his guys on that defensive side of the football. They got after it. Of course, as is the case with every game out there, there are injury concerns. And Gunnar Romney got rolled into by Tyler Algier early in this game and never returned. He was spotted on the sideline on crutches, reported uh, by the BYU broadcast. Mitchell Jurgen saying it was a knee injury. Don't know how serious it is. I haven't heard much on that front. Also, uh, best wishes to Keenan Ellis. The good news is the prognosis for him, the CT scans, the latest ones that at least we heard late tonight are all clear. And the hope is that he'll be able to stay overnight in the hospital there in Las Vegas, get cleared and be released and be able to return home to Provo to rejoin his teammates. But a very scary incident to kick off the game there. It was good to see Uriah Leatawa, who went down injured early in this game, return. He got a big sack in this contest. He deserves a healthy senior season and hopefully that can continue for him, but we'll continue to keep you updated. Oh, also, I mentioned earlier on, talk about Jake Oldroyd. Um, I had heard throughout fall camp that Jake Oldroyd missed large stretches of fall camp, and it was described to me that 
He was dealing, uh, making sure his academics were in order, but I think it's evident that he is uh, dealing with some injury concerns. He has a history of back issues going all the way back to his high school days. He lost his freshman year. As many of you will recall, Jake the Make, that nickname, came in the first win for Kalani Satake over this Arizona team way back in 2016. Uh, Jake the Make made the field goal in that game and then kicked, I think, in one other game that year before back injuries shut him down for the entirety of the year. So he is a guy who is not um, immune to injury issues. The hope is that this is just a one-off and he's hopefully back in the lineup next week when BYU takes on Utah. But I do need to give some props to Justin Smith having to fill in on short notice. Very uh, tough to come in and make a 40-yard field goal under that type of pressure, but he did it all the same. All right, so there go some of my takeaways. I'm going to watch the film when I wake up after a nap, is what we'll term it, and I'll have another edition for you guys after reviewing the film. We'll call it our Monday edition of the show, looking back at the win for Arizona as I look back on everything that happened in that game. But coming up here in a moment, I threw it out on social media. What were your guys' takeaways from the win for BYU? We'll dig into those in just a moment. Today's show is brought to you by our friends over at Built Bar. Of course, Built Bar, they are a proud sponsor of BYU Athletics, and more importantly, BYU football, because they're taking care of all of the walk-ons in the BYU football program. Their uh, tuition is being paid for by Built Bar. Of course, all the BYU football players as a whole are getting extra cash from Built Bar via a name, image, and likeness deal that each of them have signed with the company. But the best part about Built Bars is they're 100% delicious and they're 100% healthy for you guys. Between 17 to 18 grams of protein, 130 to 180 calories, 4 to 5 grams of sugar, and just 4 to 5 grams of net carbs, you will not believe how great they taste considering how good they are for you guys. Give them a shot. Get over to Built.com, support BYU Athletics by ordering your Built Bars. While you're there, use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your order. Heard that right. LOCKED15 for 15% off your next order at Built.com. Support BYU, support the Cougars, and do it with Built Bar. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. All right, folks, the rest of this postcast edition of Locked On Cougars now belongs to you. We'll get to your comments. I threw it out on social media. What are your takeaways from BYU's 24-16 victory over Arizona? Blair Red, a good friend of ours at Red Coach, said, poor tackling from the secondary, smart, efficient game plan on offense. And I would agree with you. Late in that game, BYU secondary very much struggled to wrap up. That's something BYU probably needs to make sure that they cover, especially going up against the likes of Utah. Arizona's got good athletes. But Utah, that's the next level, and it can guarantee you that Utah will key on that issue for BYU and try and take advantage of it. So thanks, Blair. And I thought the smart, efficient game plan on offense, they didn't reveal a lot, but they revealed plenty. And obviously, they're going to have Utah scouting things very closely. Don Lovelace at Lon Dovelace on Twitter says, Offense is in good hands with Jaron. I would agree. Kept things vanilla on O. By and large, yeah, they did. They just wanted to kind of play ball control. Keep feeding Algier. Defensive front can get pressure. That is actually a very good point. Four sacks are evidence of that. And then Pau had nearly half of the catches. Hope the injuries at wide receiver aren't too serious. Now, many of you reached out on social media. We'll get into that last point for Don here. With the wide receivers. Puka and Samson Akul. We saw Samson recover that onside kick attempt late in the game. The game plan for both of those going into this contest was to see them sparingly at very best. 
the expectation was that they were going to play against Utah. They wanted to get them fully healthy for that game. They felt like they could win against them without Arizona. Now, if Gunnar Romney is injured long-term, that changes the whole dynamic of BYU's offense because Gunnar is one of the best receivers on this roster without a doubt, and you need extra bodies out there. We'll see what happens, but the hope is next week that you'll see both Nakua brothers on the field playing for BYU against Utah. Now, uh, BYU uniforms. Need a whole nother fall camp to prep for Utah. Well, you don't get it. You got about six days, folks, so get ready. Chad Clough, winning is more fun than losing. Chad, you have the right mentality. And a Jan Sporter, good friend at Backpack, said a hot take, but winning is more fun than losing, folks. I've spoiled this down on the podcast in the past. You as a fan, let's be honest, what you really care about is your team having more points than the other team at the end of the day. That's really all you care about, if we're being honest, right? I think, I think you'd agree with that if you really kind of thought about it. Zach Lavelle at Z Train 21. We will be fine. We just need the Nakua brothers for next week. Well, expect to see them out there, Zach. I would, I would expect you'll see them. Uh, BYU underscore CJ. He says, first game issues mixed with starters going down early and all the emotions sucked out by the in, in Ellis injury. However, they started to turn it around and we go back to first game issues. Never again with that play in the end zone, though. Uh, the run play that ended up in the safety. I got my druthers with it. BYU's offensive line got beat play side. You just can't have that happen. And I don't know if I'd have Lopini Katoa being the guy that's carrying that ball, but that's part of the, probably just a rotation issue. And next time, maybe, yeah, they say, you know what? Tyler Algier, get out there and uh, give it a run. Uh, Zach Lavelle, we have, going back to him, we have the best punter. Well, I got to tell you what, Ryan Rico showed off an extremely strong leg. Props to him. Absolutely has a, what I call a howitzer for a leg there. Absolutely blasting. That football, very nice uh, night for him. They ended up with a 48-yard per punt average on five punts. Very, very nice. 59 was his long on the night. Uh, Glenn, at G. Hansen, 25. If BYU doesn't have any turnovers, or is it a positive turnover, they have a really good chance of winning. As I mentioned earlier on, 86% when BYU wins the turnover battle. Uh, if BYU has zero turnovers, by the way, in a game going back to 2005, I think is the, is the stat, they win 91% of the time. So, very, very impressive numbers. It just backs up everything that to the turnover battle is talked about. Uh, Bryson Webster, good foundation for a solid season, but lots to improve upon. Absolutely. As I mentioned, the hope is the most improvement becomes between uh, this game and next game against Utah. And obviously, you're trying to avoid a 10-game losing streak to the Utes. Uh, Moose Bingham, we got a dude at punter. Hashtag Ray Guy, and he's got a gif of a guy kicking a football with it. He explodes. Ryan Rico, folks. Very, very impressive to see him out there. Jeff Ward, Jeff F. Ward saying rusty and probably held out some players who could have gone. Didn't dig deep into the playbook, which is great as well. My big concern about next week is tackling as a whole. Our defense missed so many opportunities to wrap up and keep a four-yard gain from turning into 12 yards. Yeah, the biggest thing is I think they need to tell these defensive backs in particular, if you're the first guy there, just wrap up. Your teammates will show up and clean things up. You just need to make sure you hold them in place and allow guys to go out there. You don't need to make the big hit every single time. Just wrap up, hold on for dear life, and help is going to arrive shortly. Adam Beasley uh, with a gambling take. They didn't cover, and it's the uh, gif uh, from Robin Hood, the Disney movie of the of the Sheriff of Nottingham stealing the coin from the little uh, boy bunny, and eh, they didn't cover, so that's a little bit concerning. If you were betting on BYU covering the 12.5-point spread, I believe, kickoff is what it, it sat at. Uh, other responses here. Matt at Adios Bullwinkle. One, got to keep running the ball to take pressure off of Hall. I completely agree with you there. Don't get too pass-happy. Also agree. The D has to stop over-pursuing. That was a little bit of a, of a concern, absolutely. Uh, the touchdown that uh, 
Houston did score. Tyler Batty was left out there as essentially like a slot cornerback or a weak side linebacker. That can't happen. You've got to get another guy on the field. Go to a dime package if you have to. That cannot happen. Tyler Batty, his job is get after the quarterback. Putting him in space in that, putting him in space like that, excuse me, is just asking for problems. It makes him a liability on the field for BYU rather than a strength. Uh, continuing on here with Matt's takes. Number four, Jared needs to be sharper. Next week, the pressure increases. No doubt. Uh, it seemed like the entire offense was really vanilla tonight. Didn't want to show a lot going into the Utah game. I would agree with that. Uh, BYU obviously going to hold some things back. I'm sure Utah did as well. You're not going to just kind of cast the playbook wide open in game one. I don't. doesn't make any sense. We'll see what happens. Uh, Jaron very much struggled in that first quarter. I felt like it was very much a first-game jitter situation for him, but he settled in nicely, I felt like, and really got things going, especially in that second quarter. That touchdown pass to Nilpau, just a thing of beauty. I really, really like that throw. All right, continuing on with your guys' takes here. Brandon at Liberty Mutual, Guthrie Insurance, Utah, I think. Yeah, Brandon at Liberty Mutual saying, need to clean up on some of the mental mistakes, but overall, good first game of the season and should have a good outlook for the year. That's, I think it's a good, pretty well-reasoned take there, Brandon. Thank you for that. Hato at Don Jazz 45, man. I don't know if I have a takeaway, but I sure hope A-Rod gets the Nakua brothers back and he opens it up a bit more. I think Jaron is capable, but let him go for it. You saying risk it for the biscuit? Is that what you're saying out there, Hato? I'm I'm with you on that. I think you'll see a more expansive playbook as things go along here, especially against the likes of Utah and then Arizona State shortly after that. Jeff Hedmore at Jay Henor, uh, he said that we played very well considering the starters we had go down or that were scratched because of injury. I would agree with you on that. Uh, NF underscore hiker at Mountain underscore climber 01. Solid win. I'll take it. Cougs will need to play better to beat the Utes next week. There's no doubt about that. Obviously, you've got history working against you going back to 2009, the last time BYU was able to celebrate a win over their rival. Steven Tanner at Stephen M. Tanner. BYU's open field tackling needs a lot of work. Agreed. John Chisholm at Chizzy 21 Biggest takeaway is the offense could be great. Just need to let Jaron do his thing and not hold back on the play calling. I think that was just a kind of a one-game thing here, so don't worry too much about that, Josh. I don't think that's necessarily something you need to fret about. Uh, Colo Paki, hopefully I'm pronouncing that correctly. That was the dumbest game I've ever been to, and we also need to get better before we play Utah. Well, hopefully you have a better experience in future games. I It looked like a really fun environment, I'm not going to lie. The Royal, Royal Blue with the black and uh, silver from the Raiders Stadium, I thought it really popped. I thought it was a great look. That's just me. Uh, other people, Pat O'Donnell, 80. I'm starting to understand why blitzing on every down isn't always a good thing with the emoji, the like the nerd emoji. Huh? That's a good point there. Uh, air oh, wow, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, says, we won. Hashtag go Coug. Santa Giffen says, um, taste like victory. There you go. Yeah, it's a victory. Plain and simple. Just celebrate the win. Uh, BYU bogey at playoff bogey. Offensive line doesn't look quite as stout as we would hope. Jaron Hall has a cannon for an arm. BYU feels okay about blitzing in spots. And Pau is a legit number one receiver. Offensive line did have their issues, I felt like. The right guard position still very much in flux. And the interior of the offensive line, which I thought was going to be a strength, had its issues tonight. So hopefully they can clean that up. AR instructor, our D-line got a lot of pressure. We lost like half of our DBs to injury. Well, they only lost Keenan Ellis, if I recall correctly, but... That's half, sure. I don't know if any BYU fan actually realized this. Even Chaz Ayu left the field last Arizona drive. Okay, that's a good point. Chaz did kind of limp off, but hopefully that's not too serious because he had a really, really fine game. Uh, Jimmy White at Spider underscore Ant 86. Coach Satake will go down as tied for first place with Lavelle Edwards in BYU head coaching history. 
Wow. That's a take, Jimmy. And then also, Aaron Roderick should be moved back to QB coach as he's great at that job but not built to run an entire offense. That play calling was not good. Reminds me of Detmer as OC. Well, he's the offensive coordinator. I don't see anybody else stepping up to take that job right away, but that's just me. A few more here uh, before we flip over. These are all from my Twitter feed, at Jacob C. Hatch. We'll get to the ones on Locked on Cougars here in a moment. Jimmy Chesh, a good friend. Ugly, but wasn't close either. Showed depth and resilience. But bend, don't break defense makes me nervous. Utah won't be as poor in the red zone next week if Tuiaki doesn't make changes. There will be obviously adjustments made, but BYU's defense, I thought, showed a lot more versatility tonight than they have in previous seasons. I'm actually quite intrigued by that. Will it be enough? Uh, we'll find out. Uh, Gasmaster at Naneedle Ninja? Nan- okay, yeah. Anyways, need work. Not ready for Utah. Run games looks good. Punter looks good. Bad open field tackling. Mostly same prevent defense that I hate. Jaron Hall looked just okay. Need more tight end involvement. Why no Nakua's? I think I already answered the Nakua's question. The tight end involvement absolutely is a concern. Didn't see a lot from Jaron. I'm not Jaron Hall. Uh, Didn't see a lot from uh, Isaac Rex, Dallin Holker, and the other tight ends in BYU's offense. Hopefully, you see more of them against Utah and moving forward because they are weapons that BYU needs to take advantage of. So there you go. The takes from my Twitter feed. Coming up in just a moment, we'll flip over to the Locked On Cougars feed. Ask a similar question. We'll get your feedback on that as we wrap up this postcast edition of Locked On Cougars. First, though, let's talk about our friends over at Bet Online. Of course, it is football season, folks. College football season. It was a crazy, crazy day out there. A lot of upsets. None more so, I think, than Montana beating Washington. He probably could have made a ton of money at betonline.ag, picking the Grizzlies to go to Seattle and win that game. But also, the NFL is upcoming, and that's what BetOnline is here for. They're the number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get all their updated odds, props, and contests, including the world's biggest half-million-dollar NFL Mega Contest, as well as the $200,000 NFL Survivor Contest, which are both open now at betonline.ag. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus using the promo code LOCKEDON. That's a 100% welcome bonus, folks. Simple. You get extra money. It's free money to bet with. Take advantage of it now. BetOnline is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. From football to basketball to boxing, right down to your favorite Vegas casino games. It works with Las Vegas and BYU playing there overnight. Don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available to you guys from our friends at BetOnline. That's BetOnline.ag. They are your online sportsbook experts. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March. Your eyes are on the road, but the driver in front of you has both eyes on their bracket. Their sudden braking puts you in a 16-car pileup that's anything but sweet. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this is worse than a busted bracket. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability, savings vary. All right, before I bid you guys a good night, let's get to some other takes here before we go. Jake Summers at Summers1280 wing with Locked On Cougars on the Twitter feed saying a win is a win. That's a good way to go about it, Jake. A win is a win. There's a lot of things to clean up and hopefully BYU can heal up. Most importantly is that I hope Keenan Ellis recovers and has no lasting effects from his injury. Uh, same here. I Prayers go out to that young man. It's a scary, scary incident when stuff like that happens on the field. You can tell it shook up BYU's players. It took them a minute, I think, to really compose themselves and get back into the thick of things. It really takes the wind out of your cells when something like that happens to one of your brothers on a team. Uh, Tricky T at Tricky Tanner 
somewhat embarrassing. This is a bad Arizona offense, and BYU struggled to slow them down. I know the defense had some injuries. Prayers up for Ellis, but it was an inferior opponent. Your third stringer should be running up the score on them. Well, tricky. I, I don't know what to tell you. I, I feel like BYU, they held the Arizona to 16 points. That's not enough. Like, that's really, it comes down to, you want, like as I mentioned, you want more points than the opposing team has. Your team wins, you're going to celebrate. At least you should celebrate. That's just me. Uh, Bruce Webster, BF Webster, much sloppier than I expected. Gives me increased concerns for the next two games. I don't think you're alone on that, Bruce. There is concerns on that, uh, but it was very much a first game. There's obviously things to clean up, and hopefully BYU can go tighten things up in practice and get things really rolling. Uh, Will Shakespeare at Shaking Us Spear says, hopefully we can get Romney and the Nakua brothers back for next week so Hall doesn't have just Pau for a wideout. The defense needs work on tackling and space. Arizona bailed us out with stupid mistakes that Utah won't make, but credit to the pass rush for getting pressure and sacks when we needed them badly. There were some very timely tackles and sacks. I, I would agree with you on that, Shakespeare. I really felt like BYU's pass rush, they showed actually the ability, I felt like in the four-man rush especially, to actually win battles one-on-one, especially Tyler Batty. That was very encouraging to see. Obviously, a degree of difficulty goes up when you face a team like Utah as compared to Arizona, but still, it's something to celebrate in that regard. The BYU showed a better pass rush than they have for the past couple of years. Landon Sorensen at Shell 5792 said, Sloppy at times, clean at times, a win is a win. I like that, Landon. That's a good mentality to have. And then two more here. Uh, Brax at BYU underscore Homer. Honestly, it's about what I expected. I expected BYU to win, but I also expected it to be significantly more difficult and hard fought than some of our blowouts last year. Arizona has more speed and talent on their roster than most teams we had that we faced last year. A win is a win. Also, BYU had pretty much no idea what to expect from them. When all is said and done, I think they did a great job adjusting throughout the game. Only atrocious call was the end zone run with Katoa. Needed a Tyler Algier in that situation. Maybe even a QB sneak at first. And then finally, a third uh, tweet here. That being said, lots to clean up and improve on, which is actually good. It's nice when you can get a W, but still come away with things you can work on. I just hope Keenan is okay. And that's the prevailing sentiment. Keenan Ellis, prayers up for that young man. Heal up fast, and hopefully we'll see you back on the field soon. Uh, so yeah, I, Brax, one other thing I wanted to mention there is that Arizona really had some good athletes. I'm not sure that Gunnar Cruz is the quarterback that's going to lead Arizona to glory, but nonetheless, it's something that uh, BYU, I felt like they were going to make sure that the way they were going to lose this game, if they were going to lose it, I know that sounds a weird thing to say, but BYU was going to make these quarterbacks beat them. They were not going to let the running game, and they only allowed 2.3 yards per carry. They allowed 81 yards on 35 carries. That's stellar run defense, and obviously limiting them to 16 points is a big win there. Last word will go to our friend uh, Tyler Bergner at GTB underscore dad 0719. Says lots to work on a cleanup, but a solid first game with some tough injuries that took the wind out of our cells early. And I agree with you, Tyler. But the hope is improvement is coming and BYU, hopefully, one is coming against the University of Utah. So there you go. Postcast edition wrapping up here. As I mentioned, I'm going to wake up in a few hours. I'm going to watch the film once again. I'm going to sit down and record another podcast. We're going to call it our Monday edition of the show, but I'm going to publish it as soon as I'm done. I feel like you guys deserve to have this content out there. Obviously, Monday afternoon, we'll have BYU media availability with Kalani Satake, and we'll do another episode probably midday Monday. Call that our Tuesday episode, and we'll kind of launch back into what we do, our overnight postings for Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, in the lead up to the Utah game. But 
Hopefully you guys will be with us all week long. It is rivalry week, peep people. It's the Holy War. Let's have some fun. Uh, Brian Brown, my co-host on Locked On Utes, is going to join us for a crossover edition, similar to what we did earlier this week with Mike Luke from Locked On Wildcats. But in the meantime, hope y'all are doing great. If you're listening to this late at night, hope you guys had fun at the game. If you're down there in Las Vegas, or just had fun overall watching the Cougars back in action. How fun was it to see 54,000 fans in the stands cheering on BYU? All right, that's been Postcast. A big thank you once again for your guys' support. Follow the show on social media, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Search out Locked On Cougars. Follow me at Jacob C. Hatch. And as always, feel free to weigh in with your thoughts via email. LockedOnBYU at gmail.com is the email address. That'll do it. Thanks again for joining us. This has been the Postcast Edition as BYU takes down Arizona 24-16. We'll talk to you soon. tournament is almost here and listening to locked on college basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket so don't wait find locked on college basketball on youtube or wherever you get your podcasts part of the locked on podcast network your team every day